Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, folks. Would you like free tickets for the preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens? Well, you're in luck because our sponsor, Prosper Insurance, is giving a ticket to anyone who gets a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the free ticket, although the savings will absolutely make you want to switch today. Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes the process easy, all while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate which is just a few of the many reasons why Prosper has over 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance slash to get your quote and a free ticket to the Baltimore preseason game on August 28th. That's prosper.insurance slash kime, K-E-I-M, no.com. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today, this is my August 23rd practice report. It's the last week we can watch all the practice, so these daily reports will end in a few days. For now, just enjoy them. Don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com and you can follow me on Instagram at John Kime. ESPN. Now, let's get to it. I'm going to start by mixing some reviews of the game with what I've seen in practice or what I saw even today. First up, corner Benjamin St. Juice. I really like him. The more I see, the more I like because I feel like he's progressed and worked on areas where he was weak at, staying with guys down the field, uh, being too handsy on guys down the field. You've seen that change as camp has evolved. Friday, I loved how he made an adjustment during the game with how he played a particular route based on the split. He was beat inside in a slant, so the next time he saw a similar look against Jamar Chase, played inside leverage, broke up a pass to Chase. Now, Chase could have caught the ball. He kind of he was, he was bad Friday. But St. Juice was right there, and he would have tackled him short the first yard down by at least a couple – probably by a couple yards, but he also was in position to break up, break up the play. I also like that I've seen him at times get crossed up on a slant, but the one time he did that – had really good feet. He was, it was a one, um, and on one, he was able to drive on the ball because of that and then break it up. There was no stutter step. There was no, I guess I hate to say, scrambling with his feet. He, was, he saw it. He got crossed, plant, drove, and got back on the play. Today, there was one route in which he got caught between receivers and zone coverage. Shaded a bit too much to the guy in front of him, left him vulnerable over the top. And that's where Dax Milne caught a ball. And, you know, he talked, he knew what happened, talked to DB coach Chris Harris afterwards. It's always good when you know what you did wrong. But on one route against Terry McLaurin, I really liked his coverage. McLaurin wanted to take him deep. St. Juice was right there with him. Fitzpatrick anticipated McLaurin continuing to go deep. Maybe he felt like he was going to win that route. The receiver, though, broke it off. The ball was incomplete by quite a bit because Fitzpatrick threw it way downfield. 
and it seemed like McLaurin wanted the back shoulder on that one. But what I liked is that when McLaurin broke, so did St. Jude's. There was no stutter step or extra steps. It was a stop and drive. And McLaurin was not open. Just a nice good job by the rookie corner. As you can tell here, there's a lot of noise because they're working on the field. So bear with me here. I don't know if they're going to start St. Jude's, but man, is he someone who's going to help? They can help diversify their defensive coverages. I was asked about the offensive tackles and their progression, certainly based on their game the other night, mainly Sam Cosby and Charles Leno. I like what I saw from Sam Cosby the other night. And I like the way he's progressed through camp. Listen, the guy still has, he still has a ways to go to become the kind of tackle you want him to, but you want to see a steady progress. He's not a finished product, nor should he be at this point, because if he is, there's nowhere for him to go. Um, but I really like what I saw in the run game in particular. Thought he played strong, used his size well, saw him drive some guys. In the pass game, I know there were two hiccups to that side. I don't know what happened because there were more mental errors or a protection call or something. On one, Cosby Black blocked down, and the defensive end just ran by him. I have to imagine he just botched the call. I'd be more worried at this point if he just got beat up the ball or if this was a continuation of always having some sort of mental issue. On the other one to that side, Cosme again blocked down, but Sadiq Charles was aligned next to him with, as an extra tackle. He went to help the tight end. That left the gap for the linebacker to blitz and ran untouched to Fitzpatrick. Not sure whose fault that was there. If there were, you know, my, my sense would be Charles, but I don't know for sure. If there are repeated mental issues with one player, again, that's a problem. With rookies or young players, you expect some of those that will happen on occasion. Listen, even on, there were a couple times where maybe based on the formation that they didn't get the, and the, based on the play they ran against the formation they didn't expect, it may lead to some mental mistakes, even by some of the veterans. So it's going to happen. But again, key is clean it up. With Leno, I thought he was okay, but inconsistent. Saw him get moved back on one run block, at the second one by Gibson where he was stuck in no game. I think he's been okay in pass pro, just like in practice. Sometimes he's getting beat inside. There have been some issues there, but I think he's, you know, he's got flaws, which as, as we've covered in other podcasts, I think he has pretty good feet. I do think he's an upgrade over Cornelius Lucas as a starter, no doubt, but he was also free for a reason. And I think you're going to see it, but I think he is someone who can help because I do think he's a good presence for, for other young linemen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. On Underdog Fantasy, you just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog handles it all for you. 
Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. They're going to give you $25 when you sign up so you can take a free shot at a $1 million grand prize in their fantasy football tournament. That's right. You can get a free $25 in bonus cash on Underdog Fantasy if you use the code KIME, K-E-I-M, when you make your first deposit. I love Underdog because it's just so easy to use. The mobile app is slick. The website is user-friendly. So do what I've been doing. Go to underdogfantasy.com, join a league, draft a team, and that's it. You're good for the season. Remember, go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or the Google Play Store, sign up with the code KIME, K-E-I-M, and get a free $25 in bonus cash. Running back J.D. McKissick reminded everyone that he can run good routes thanks to his wide receiver days. He beat linebacker Jamin Davis on a wheel route down the right sideline and took in a perfect throw from quarterback Taylor Heineke for what would have been a score. And that reminded me of another play in Friday's game. McKissick understands how to sell certain routes. Again, I think that owes to his receiver days. I, if I go back to the play where I was talking about where Charles or whoever, there was a gap at the linebacker, and that's the play where Fitzpatrick's arm was hit as he threw. On that play, McKissick sells a slant route, gets the linebacker biting hard inside, and then McKissick sells it, cuts back outside. But he sells it because sometimes you see a guy just with the head turn where you see his body turn inside as if he's going to get it. The linebacker has to honor, cuts back outside. Now, it was only a four-yard game because the ball fluttered and he caught it. If the play is blocked correctly, that's a long game because he had that linebacker beat, and all you have to do is catch it and turn it up and he's going to start running, and it's a, it's a one-on-one situation down the field. So it's a long game because of how McKissick ran his route, or would have been. Speaking of Fitzpatrick, didn't have his best day today. Picked by Landon Collins in the red zone drill. Miss McLaurin on one outcut after McLaurin turned Kennel Fuller inside out in the red zone. Ball was just really wide. So, again, not, not, not his best day at all. I thought receiver Dax Milne had an act of practice. A lot of shallow crossers did have the one that I told you got behind St. Juice. Still see him as a practice squad guy for now, but he is a guy that Rivera singled out as somebody he's kind of, who's kind of caught their attention. And I agree he should have caught their attention because I think there's a lot of good things to, that, that you see from him. He's one definitely worth developing. I don't think he's done enough that another team's going to scramble to pick him up if he's released. He can help if you need him to as a, as a punt returner as well. Tight end Samus Reyes was back in practice after missing last week the concussion. Still think he needs to show more if he wants to guarantee a spot on the 53. I think there's still a lot of raw and rawness to his game. Tight ends coach Pete Hayner was focusing big time on his footwork on various drills. Again, taking the proper steps and angles on, on a run to the outside, for example. If you can't do that, you can't trust his footwork, it's going to be hard to play him. He had a nice debut the other in the first game, but it's a nice debut for a guy who had never played before. But when you're talking about trying to make the 53, now you have to go up a notch. And there, when you look at him, there were a couple of good things and a couple of things you absolutely have to work on based on what we've seen out here. The good thing is he has gotten better, but I don't know, like I said, if I had to put up a top 53, I don't know that he's on there right now. If he's on there, it's because they'd be afraid of losing him. Um, but I think you know to contribute in multiple ways, I think right now that might be asking a lot for him if you want to play him in a game. 
Rivera also mentioned, like I said, Milne, and then also a slot receiver or receiver Isaiah Wright. He also can play special teams, and he's looked better than he did in OTAs and early in camp. I still think it's going to be hard for them to make it. That depends on how many receivers they want to keep. By cutting Steven Sims today, it lessens the competition, of course. But I still think you're looking at, is, would they keep him over Antonio Gandy-Golden? I don't know. Over DeAndre Carter? Well, if Carter makes it, he's going to be returning kicks. So then maybe you keep a seventh receiver, and maybe that's where Isaiah Wright sneaks in. But I still think, based on what um, Rivera has talked about with Gandy-Golden, I think they start to see some things that they liked from him and were the reasons they drafted him. If that's the case, I think you probably stick with him. We'll see. Anyway, about, about Sims, wasn't surprised to see him cut. Never had him on the 53. I just don't think they were going to trust him because of his hands. I know that was an issue last year, and it wasn't like he was flawless with them in camp either. I do think he can still play, but he has to be more consistent. Anyway, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with another report on Tuesday. Talk to you next time.